friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday, bookworms. I hope your week is off to a great start, and we're here to make it even better. Jacqueline and I have some springtime reading recommendations for you, and personally, I am so happy it is finally spring. If you'd like a glimpse into our spring episode lineup, check us out on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast. But first, let's talk about what we're currently reading. So you can go first, Gwen. Okay, I am reading Act Your Age, Eve Brown by Talia Hibbert. It is the third and final book, I'm so sad about that, in the Brown Sisters series. In this book, we follow the youngest Brown sister who is a bit of a hot mess. Um, No matter how hard she tries to do the right thing, her life always goes horribly wrong. And at the beginning of the book, Eve's parents cut her off financially from her trust fund and tell her, okay, it's time to be an adult. You need to get a job. You need to find a place to live. So she must move out and secure a job. And after a month, they're going to allow her access to her trust fund again. So she's pissed off and she takes off driving and she stops at this place that she thinks is like a restaurant, but it's actually a bed and breakfast. And there she meets Jacob, the owner of the B&B, and he is her complete opposite and every way and it's just the story of their happily ever after okay so it sounded super super cute until you got to the part where he's the complete opposite i'm like but why why does he have to be opposite (laughs) yeah she's hot mess express and he's like perfect prim house super neat hair parted perfectly ironed shirts i but i think it's gonna be more about why he's like that because Mm -hmm. her books always delve into those deeper topics and she always has like trigger warnings and content warnings at the beginning of her books and stuff like that but yeah okay i'm enjoying it so far that's good that's good um i am currently reading mother may i by jocelyn jackson i actually i think i only have like 100 pages left i was listening to the audiobook that i got from netgalley but then i also got a physical copy sent to me um by the publishers so that was i was very appreciative of that and i've been trying to listen to it while i've been at work because i've been working so I haven't been able to I mean I sit down with the physical book usually on my break because I can like turn it up to like three times the speed so then during that like 30 minutes I'm like knocking out a bunch knocking out a bunch but then I have to turn the speed down and I listen to the audio when I'm like prepping or you know washing dishes or something um so I was a really really huge fan of Never Have I Ever which was Jocelyn Jackson's first thriller novel she's actually like more of a historical fiction Um, author but she's been dabbling into thrillers and I loved that book this one um is good I'm not loving it as much as that one though um I think it is dragging out a little bit more than I would have liked but the like premise and synopsis is really good it's about this mom named Brie and she has like two like teenage daughters and then also has like a new baby boy and her baby boy is stolen by this like evil grandmother type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. The the voice is really creepy on the audiobook. But anyway, the the grandma is like calling her and telling her like, "Oh, you have to do this. You have to drug this person or you have to oh do this in goodness. order to get your boy back." Yeah, and her Blackmail. Yeah, which is funny cuz that's what her other book was about. It was okay, like maybe she really likes that. Yeah. And um this 
kind of has like different themes through it like oh rich people hoity-toity them getting away with everything you know not really thinking about other people that have to like work for a living and stuff like that Mm so um and there's also like how men in the workplace just like kind of do what they want and treat the women you know wrongly or sexually abuse them and things like that so there's different like underlying themes which i really appreciate um but it's not as fast-paced as i would have loved yeah but i think it's going to be a middle of the range book when i'm finished with it is it more of a mystery you think or more of a thriller i do think it is a thriller like definitely the beginning parts when like the baby is going missing and stuff, you're like kind of like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? What would I do? Um, But then there's just a lot of just like talking. (laughs) A lot of dialogue. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of dialogue. So then the thriller part kind of stops and you're kind of like in in the middle of the book and they're like, oh, what do we do? What should we do? Blah, blah, blah. Like all that kind of stuff. And I think that's where I get lost a lot of the times. Well, I hope it picks up. I hope the ending makes it worth it. Yeah, um, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> After reading Every Value Break, I think I just like – that was such a – it's weird because this book, I think the font is a little bit tinier, but like this book is the exact same kind of like page count. I think it's like 318 pages, and I think Every Value Break was like 306. But it is taking me so much longer to get through this one, whereas Every Value Break, I feel like it was just gone. is done. Yeah, we both read um, Every Value Break by Peter Swanson, and we both loved it. I'm sure we'll be talking about it in an upcoming episode where we're going to talk about some of our faves of the year. Um, Yeah, that one was, it was super fast-paced. I read it in a day, so. (laughs) All right, so I thought it would be fun to sprinkle in some springtime facts into this episode. But guys, when I went to go do some fact-checking and, like, search for some facts, I was shocked at what I was reading and they were so dark I was like this is not the springtime fact I was looking for so I'm just gonna leave you with this little gem instead the first spring flowers are typically lilacs irises lilies tulips daffodils and dandelions that's about the only that's the happiest fact I could find for this oh, wow. episode so, so if crazy. you're interested go ahead look up springtime facts you'll be quite shocked I was Got me intrigued <laughs> and yeah that's about all I got so let's jump right into our recommendations okay so I was going through my list and I don't okay because I read so many thrillers it was actually kind of hard for me to find springtime recommendations because you guys know I read like really dark things but I did go back and look at my last like I don't know three or four years of reading and it's kind of funny because I read a lot of nonfiction, self-help, and romance in the spring without even realizing it. Like, it was just kind of like what happened. So I did just finish this book. I think I talked about it on the last episode of what we were currently reading. And this is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. But before you even go and put it on hold, you need to listen to the audiobook. Like, I only listened to the audiobook, and it was so, like, it was so good. It was so good. Like, I wish I could go back and just re-listen to it again just for his voice his laugh oh my gosh like I have never been listening to an audiobook where 
I was laughing out loud with him. And I was like at work. I was like, people are like, think I'm crazy. Because <laughs> I would be like washing dishes or like cooking. And I'm literally like cracking up. And they're like, what is she on? doing? I'm like, no, no, no. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. So this is like a memoir. It's about like Matthew McConaughey's like beginning life and when he gets into acting. And it is kind of like a self-help book too though. Um, so if you don't like self-help, you probably wouldn't like it. Um, but I just really really love his like confidence and there was so many like little facts in there if you're like a Matthew McConaughey fan and you like have watched like the movies that he's been in like for instance in Wolf of Wall Street you know how he has has that like chest like mm. <laughs> well anyway that wasn't even part of the scene that's something that he actually does to like kind of calm himself down in real life uh -huh. and Leonardo DiCaprio was like yeah put it in there put it in there so it was like oh, really really great. cool to hear like all the different stories and everything that he went through he's such a good storyteller so like highly recommend that was five stars so so good nice the first one I'm going to recommend is probably you're already knowing it's coming because it's on every springtime recommendation ever and that is The Secret Garden by Frances Hodgkin Burnett and this is one of the few classics that I have read that I really really enjoy um, it was published as a book in 1911 it was originally a serialized um, in the American magazine and it follows the story of Mary Lennox, a 10-year-old girl born in India to wealthy English parents. And she's very sick, neglected, unloved, and cared for only by Native servants who spoil her. But when her parents and the entire household that she lives in perish in a cholera epidemic, she's discovered after everybody perishes, and she's sent to live with her uncle. There's this beautiful garden on the estate. Um, it's the perfect book because it shows like, Mary's rejuvenation that runs parallel with the recovery of a lost and overgrown garden and as the sun warms the earth and green flowers shoot from the ground the garden becomes an exciting place that is full of beauty promise friendship and hope and I just really loved that book I've watched the movie and yeah if you love gardens secret gardens I think this is a good one but it also obviously has a story outside of just the garden itself yeah I think I read like the children's version of that when mm -hmm. I was younger. I don't think I've actually read like the actual classic of it. Yeah, I think there's been a like newer remake, like the movie, I'm not sure, but I believe there has been that I haven't seen. So I probably want to try to watch that this spring. So my next recommendation is pretty much all Taylor Jenkins Reads books ever. So it was really funny. It, I think it was two years ago. I read my first Taylor Jenkins Read, which was One True Loves, and it was in the spring. And I literally read every single one of her books after like in a row so like <laughs> they remind me of spring I read them in the spring um they're very like emotional more romantic type of books um so we have after I do which is about um a married couple that like separates for a year very yeah. powerful uh one true loves is like a love triangle in like the best but also the worst way yeah yeah um yeah so it's about like this couple that's married and uh, her husband is like a pilot and he like gets in a crash and no one can find him for like years. And so she obviously is like very sad about it, but then she eventually moves on and this is all in the back of the synopsis. Mm -hmm. um, and then he comes back. <laughs> so she has to pick between two people that she's like 
in love with is a crazy story. And then we have Maybe in Another Life, which is my personal. I think this is my favorite. I was going to ask so hard you, to I think it is. I think it's okay. your favorite. You talk about it the most. Yeah. So this one is like an alternate reality type of book. So we have our main character and every single like decision that she's made kind of like splits into a different life and you're following like two versions of those lives and it's just really cool because you know neither one of them is more worse or better than the other like there's bad things and good things for each side so it's like "Mm, which one would you pick I don't know and then the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is more like historical fiction but it has really really good writing Um, and that one's also a really good springtime one and it's talking about like Evelyn who is that back in like the 50s? Is yeah, it's like it old Hollywood, but it also has like a memoir kind of feel about it because yeah. she did hire Monique to write her life story and talk about these romances. Right. I think that romance is something I lean towards also, but in The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, you get like eight different romances. Yeah, you So do. you get lots yeah. of romances in there and um, it's old Hollywood, but it has like mm-hmm. a memoir feel and you really do get attached to Evelyn as a character and she's Cuban American also when she talks about being like able to pass as white and look mm-hmm. white and stuff as well. So oh yeah. love those recommendations. Yeah. So the only one I didn't read in the spring was Daisy Jones and the Six. And that one is my least favorite, but that's just because I, I'm just not a huge fan of that type of historical fiction. It's like a band set back mm-hmm. in like I think the sixties and seventies or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but that one would also be a good spring recommendation if you do enjoy stuff. And mm-hmm. I've heard like I did listen to the audiobook and it is a full cast which is really really great so another classic that I want to recommend I usually recommend this in fall but I think it fits for springtime as well is Anne of Green Gables and that is um, Anne Shirley she lives on Prince Edward Island she gets adopted by Matthew and Marilla and she lives on this you know farm called Green Gables and it's just about her unexpected adventures into their lives and her curiosity and imagination she's a very curious and imaginative young girl so um, yeah she you know goes to school and it, there's a whole series. I think it's like a six book series. Um, I've only read the first one, Anna Green Gables. Um, and I've watched the movies and love those. But it definitely goes through the seasons and stuff like that. So I was a really big fan of Anna Green Gables when I was little. And the movies, I had like the biggest crush on like the main guy in there. <laughs> oh my like- gosh. I like loved that so much. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just want to marry him so bad. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay, my next recommendation is a, like, young adult book, which is very surprising for me. But a couple years ago, I read To All the Boys I've Loved Before. It's actually, like, a trilogy. Um, And I did read all three books. I do think the first book is the best. But this is about Laura Jean, who wrote each one of her, like, secret crushes a letter and hid it in a box like under her bed and then one day she discovers that somehow her secret box of letters has been mailed to all of her crushes <laughs> yeah could yeah, you imagine which, though i could i, couldn't <laughs> I would die yeah but this one was just like really cute i read it a couple years ago and like the cover just looks very springy and it's just a very light-hearted book so yeah and it's another one, one that you could like read the books and then watch the shows because all of right. the adaptions are available on netflix now so the next one i want to recommend is a graphic novel it's called taproot by kesey young and i actually read this on the hoopla app that's connected to my library so um in this one blue is having a hard time moving on he's in love with his best friend 
he's also dead. Luckily, Hamill, who can see ghosts, leaving Blue free to haunt him to his heart's content. But something eerie is happening in town, leaving the local afterlife unsettled. And when Blue realizes Hamill's strange ability may be putting him in danger. So I read this a few years ago, but all I remember and what I wrote on my um, review was gardening, flower shops, queer characters, ghosts, the reaper, necromancy, and beautiful art. (laughs) So if you're into any of those things, I highly recommend it. That's a very interesting book. Or graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the cover and I was like, okay, I like gardening. Let's do this. (laughs) Gardening with dead people? Yeah. (laughs) But it's like this ghost and it's a love story and it's like a queer love story. So it's cute. Okay, my next one. Let's all be shocked. I'm going to talk about a cult book. (laughs) So this is Gathered the Daughters by Jenny Melamed. Um, This one does talk a lot about summer. But it also has like points of leading up into summer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think reading it in the spring. And for me, the cover kind of reminds me of more springish. So we have this like cult island type thing um, where only a very like small amount of people like came to this island and like you're not allowed to leave. Like you're literally there. And so they're kind of all, I guess it's more like incestual. Is that a word? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Or we're going to say it is today on Talk Bookish to Me podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the daughters of the men that are there are wives in training. And so it's kind of like the grace year where like the first sign of puberty, they face their summer of fruition. And they have this like adolescent matrimony type of thing. And so they have children who have children. So it's, I mean, it's very, yeah, very incestual, like so much incest. (laughs) So don't pick it up if you don't like it, but it's a young adult book, Is it? It's a young young adult adult book. book. Okay. That is crazy, but it does remind me of the grace year so far. It does. Yeah. Um, it's just like way darker than the grace year. Um, so if you don't want to go this dark, then sure. The grace year would be a really good one. Um, but I prefer this one over the grace year. Wow. It is very, very good. And it's like, there's just a lot of bad things that happen in it. Um, but because of it, like relying on like spring and summer and like, oh, you know, we're going to have a new family yeah, and like stuff it, like that. I don't know. It's weird, but it was definitely a spring book. The ritualistic season. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, I feel like when I, when I think about cults, it's like, you know, people and the flowers, the flowers in their, in hair, their and hair, dancing like in the um, midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Actually, when you talked about this before, I don't think it was on the podcast, but I think just like in your cult recommendations, like on your YouTube channel on that, maybe you mentioned this. Yeah. Um, I added it to my wish list. So it's definitely on my radar to pick nice. up. It sounds like, so good. I didn't realize it, it was a young adult, though. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my yeah. Goodness. It's uh, ugh, it's messed up. <laughs> wow. Okay. Another graphic novel I want to recommend is Bloom by Kevin Panetta. And I love the art and color palette in this one. It's just so beautiful. Um, it's like this dreamy turquoise blue color, um, which lends itself really well to the story of a failing family bakery and young love. And it's a male-male romance. So you have Ari, who doesn't want to work at his family's bakery anymore. He wants to run off to the big city with his ultra-hip band. And he decides that a way that he could do that is if he finds someone else to work in his place at his family's bakery. So... Lo and behold, 
um, Hector comes along who loves to bake and they kind of fall in love as Arya's training him and it's just oh it's so cute it's really cute that does sound really cute I need to raise you always have really good graphic novel recommendations I need to start picking some of these up well maybe when you come visit me you can borrow some (gasps) that's a good idea Okay, my next rec, Colleen Hoover. Surprise! Yeah, surprise. (laughs) Okay, so like obviously she has a ton of books, but I'm going to specifically recommend Maybe Someday. And that's because this one is very music related. Or I don't know what word I should use there. But (laughs) it's about Sydney. Um, She's a student who has a steady job. She lives with her best friend and has a great boyfriend. And there's, like, music coming from this, like, balcony that's opposite of hers. Um, But Sydney finds that her boyfriend is cheating on her. And she kind of starts, like, um, getting to know the mysterious and attractive man that's, like, making the music from the balcony. But this actually has deaf reps. So the guy that's making music, Ridge, he actually is deaf. um, And he kind of writes um, a lot of the music for, I think it's, like, his brothers have, like, a band. Oh, that's Um, nice. yeah, it's very, very beautiful, and she actually has a, like, soundtrack. She actually had someone, like, record the music that she, like, like they wrote for this novel. So you can, like, listen to the songs, like, along with the book. And it just oh. seems, like, very springy to me, um, especially with the music, and it's a very cute love story, Like music in my drifting in off the balcony. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. love that. That's nice. Yeah, I yeah. I have this on my TBR. I need to get to it. I really, really do. Yeah. All right. So the next one I want to recommend is Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren, one of my all-time faves by this author duo. It's a second chance romance, and I've talked about it before, but it's told in alternating timelines between then and now. You have teenage Elliot and Macy who grow from friends to much more, spending weekends and lazy summers together in a house outside of San Francisco, devouring books, sharing their favorite words, and talking through their growing pains and triumphs. And as adults, they've become strangers um, to one another until their chance reunion. And although their memories are obscured by the agony of what happened that night so many years ago, which that is the part that I didn't really care for, to be honest. But um, Elliot will come to understand the truth behind Macy's decade-long silence and will have to overcome the past and himself to revive her faith in the possibility of an all-consuming love. So what I thought was really interesting about this is I loved the beginning setup of um, Macy's mother has died and she left behind a list for the father that like, here's some things you need to know about teenage girls because I'm not going to be around. Let me give you a list of things that you might need to know. This might help you out. And one of the things was that like girls just go through it and they kind of need a place to get away. Mm-hmm. And so the father does that. He goes and buys this house that's like their weekend getaway house. And while she's there, she meets the guy next door and they fall in love. And it's just, it's the cutest thing ever. But of course, you know, time goes on people grow up they get jobs they meet new people all of that Mm -hmm. and she's engaged to be married she has a really great life but then um, she bumps into Elliot and that was her first love and she you know rekindles that and starts talking to him and um, Elliot is trying to find out like why did we ever like split up like what happened so it is leading up to that but I just love especially the parts when they're teenagers I just thought Mm -hmm. that was just like so cute like young love yeah the cover of that one definitely looks springtimey okay my next recommendation is a 
like nonfiction self-help book because I am obsessed with books like that, (laughs) especially in the springtime. Like I know I do love books like this when it's like the new year, but for some reason, springtime just feels even more like a new year. And like, oh, get your shit together, you know? Like, let's like figure all this out. Let's be like amazing human beings, 100% and everything. That's I wonder if it's like because of the time change and the light, you know, changes and it's light, dark, you know, longer. So you feel like, okay, I have more time to get things accomplished, maybe. I I don't know. Yeah. And just like getting sun every day, I'm like, okay. I'm a new person now. I got my yes. son for the day. What else can I <laughs> knock out? Okay, so this one is Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. And I know that there's a lot of sleep I know that there's a lot of sleep books out there, and I've read a bunch of them because with me working different jobs my whole entire life and always being like restaurant business, so like, you know, going to sleep really late and, you know, trying to wake up and all this kind of stuff, I've always been obsessed with how I can make my sleep better and make sure that I stay healthy because I'm getting enough sleep. And this book has definitely been the best sleep book I have ever read. And I bought my own copy and I literally lend it out to everybody. And I actually need to reread it. I was going to reread it this year and maybe even do like a video of my sleep with it because he has like like a whole trial period. Yeah, he has like a whole like... You know, they have diet plans in the back of books. Was well, yeah. like a sleep plan or whatever. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So this one talks about like why you need to sleep more and exercise less to get the best fitness results, how to feel more energized and refreshed on less hours of sleep, why poor sleep quality depresses brain function and leads to poor performance, what supplements are safe and helpful and which ones to avoid, what exercises you can do to instantly improve your sleep quality, how the clothes you wear to bed can depress your hormone function. Oh, wow. Why sleep is the missing ingredient in long term fat loss why going to bed at the right time is more important than how many hours you sleep what mineral deficiency can cause severe sleep problems the surprising impact that intimacy has on your sleep quality how to calm your mind so that you can fall asleep faster and so much more and sean stevenson actually has like a whole podcast too like he's like a very well-known podcaster i'm just the the whole time you're thinking i'm like we both need okay you need to reread it and i need to read it and we need to do a podcast episode about this because I think that people do need to do these things. Like when it was mm-hmm. like, what clothes you wear to bre- bed? I'm like, yeah. what can depress your hormone function? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And just the way he has, it's not like one of those books where it's like all this like science just thrown at you. He like writes it in a very easy way to understand. And it just feels like a friend is talking to you. So, I mean, I gave it five stars when I read it a couple years ago. Loved it. I want to read it again. And I've checked out his podcast before. And he has other tips on there with like exercise, sleep, diet, you know, everything. It's like all like health and wellness. Yeah. And it's really great. Okay. So I want to tell you guys something about Jacqueline. She reads a lot of nonfiction. And when she does, she like she said with the Sleep Smarter book, she doesn't read just one. She reads like five to seven to 10 to 20 books about the <laughs> same thing. Like so she'll read, you know, let's say five to six books about sleep and determine which one's best. So when you get a nonfiction recommendation from her, it's one that's been like vetted. Like this is out of all the sleep study books I've read, <laughs> this one is the best. Um, because she's done like recipe books for me and she was able to find me a really great recipe book um like like twisted memoirs and stuff like that too like educated and just all those things like when you get nonfiction recs from her write them down because they don't feel 
preachy. They don't feel like you're reading a textbook. They don't feel stale. They're engaging. So if you don't read nonfiction and you've always wanted to read more nonfiction, take some of her recommendations, guys. She has oh, the best recommendations. So <laughs> but it's true because like... I would have never picked up some of the nonfiction I have without, like, your recommendation. You just yeah. have the best ones. Um, mentioning recommendations, this is not a nonfiction one, but Jacqueline did recommend this book to me. It's The Dream Daughter by Diane Chamberlain. And this is one mother's quest to save her child, unite her family, and believe in the unbelievable. And I don't want to tell you too much because it's so much more than the synopsis that I could possibly give you. Mm -hmm. And trying to avoid spoilers, I just, I, I could talk about this book all day. Just trust us. We both loved it. Go read it. <laughs> yeah, so good. Heartbreaking. Cried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. Okay, who am I? I have another, well, not another middle grade, but I had a young adult book on this list. And now I have a middle grade book. Like, Ooh. what is becoming of me? <laughs> no, so this one is Wonder by R.J. Palaccio. I think that's how we said we were going to say yes. it before. <laughs> so this is about August, who was born with a facial difference that up until now has prevented him from going to a mainstream school. Starting fifth grade at Beecher Prep, he wants nothing more than to be treated as an ordinary kid, but his new classmates can't get past Augie's extraordinary face. Um, and this one, I think I read it in the springtime, um, but it just, re I don't know, I guess middle grade books just remind me of spring because it's like youth you know yeah like exactly that. yeah and so yes it is easy reading but it's also a hard subject and I cried when I read the book and watched the movie because it's just like very upsetting that like kids are kind of like bullied and stuff for especially things that they can't even control um but the movie is also really really great but a lot of it is just kind of like even in the movie, it's like bright, springy, summer, spring. And so that's why it's one of my recommendations for this because I think it'd be great to read in the springtime. Okay, so my next recommendation is a thriller. So a couple of reasons why I'm recommending The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins. So it has a super springy cover and the main character starts out in the story as a dog walker. So I think about walking my dog in the springtime more than just like, get out, get your business done, get back inside because it's too cold. So, and then there are some minor, and I'm talking minor, minor scenes where um, the main character is working with the other women in the neighborhood to like beautify the neighborhood. So like flowers and stuff, you know? <laughs> so, but basically the story is down on her luck. Jane meets Eddie and it is a play, um, like a retelling of Jane Eyre. I haven't read that, so I don't really know, like, and everybody says, oh, it is kind of like it. Oh, it's not kind of like it. So, like, just read it and make up your own mind. But um, Jacqueline thought that just with the title of the book, it was, like, a little too, like, in your face. Like, there was nothing as shocking or anything else about it. Well, I mean, yeah, the wife is upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was interesting. She bumps into this guy. He takes her in, helps her, and then they kind of start a relationship. But then, like, his previous wife and her best friend went missing. Their bodies haven't been found. And it's kind of like, where are all these people? And she's trying to figure it out. It is a little obvious. But I don't know. There was just something about it that I really, really liked. It is definitely. That cover is super spring. I mean, it's like, like it light beautiful. blue, pink flowers. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another nonfiction recommendation. 
another one. Take notes, guys. Okay, so this one is digital minimalism, but you have to promise to still listen to the podcast if you do this book. Okay, this one's by just Cal. Just us and just this book. Yeah, just our podcast, <laughs> and then you're good. Okay, digital minimalism by Cal Newsport. So digital minimalists are calm, happy people who can hold long conversations without glancing at their phones. They can get lost in a good book or a woodworking project or a leisurely morning run. They can have fun with friends and family without the obsessive urge to document the experience. Whoops, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. They stay informed about the news of the day, but don't feel overwhelmed by it. They don't experience fear of missing out because they already know which activities provide them meaning and satisfaction. So this book is all about how they rethink their relationship to social media, rediscovering the Mm -hmm. pleasures of the offline world, reconnecting with their inner selves. And it's like, it teaches you how to do a 30-day digital declutter process. That way you don't feel overwhelmed and you feel more in control. And I did read this, I think two years ago, and I started doing the like declutter process. Now I was still like working at that time. It wasn't during the summer when I was off, which would be much easier because the problem that I have is I work, you know, however many hours of the day and I'm not checking my phone a lot during that time. So I feel like when I get off of work, then I'm like glued to my phone because I'm like, oh, I have to answer all this stuff. But it would be much better, you know, doing it when you have like the time to do it. Um, But I really, really enjoyed like the concept behind this because there's actually a YouTuber that I have been watching. Her name is Allison, just Allison. And she's like a lifestyle YouTuber, but she's all about like enjoying the time that you have like right now, like in the moment. So she kind of like themes a lot of her videos depending upon the season. So like with Easter coming up, like she decorates her, I mean, not her whole house. She does like small decorations of Easter and she does bucket lists for each holiday and each season and she says that she does these things because she wants to live in that moment and I feel like I always have the problem where I'm always thinking of like what's in the future what's coming up and I always forget to live in the moment and there was this one I don't think I remember the exact quote but they say that like you never realize that you're like in the good old days until they're like gone because you're not focusing on like, wow, I really like where I am right now. Like, oh, today is a really good day. The sun is out. I really enjoy sitting in the sun today. You're always like, "Mm, can't wait for this. Can't wait till I get off work. work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you're always thinking of the next thing. And especially with being online, you're seeing other people And you're being like, ooh, that person has a porch swing and I don't have a porch swing. Gosh, now I really want a porch swing and how long is it going to be till I get a porch swing? And then when you get that, then you're thinking of the next thing and you're always seeing that. So this book is just really good. Like even if you don't want to do the 30-day digital declutter, it really makes you think about notifications and how your brain works. It talks about like how – it's actually kind of funny because I did like a a detox – a social detox day and I deleted they, they have you like delete all of your like social media apps on your phone do you know how many times I opened up my phone going to click on like Facebook or Instagram without even realize that I was doing it and it wasn't there and you were like oh, and it yeah. wasn't there and, I, and it <laughs> makes you and you're like oh my gosh like I'm doing this without realizing yeah. yeah so it's a really cool book I think that it's perfect for like the spring and the summer especially when you want to be like trying to focus on getting outdoors and doing more things for yourself 
instead of just like watching everybody else do that on social media. Yeah, I like that you still do like that. You'll tell me you're like, oh, you're not going to be able to reach me tomorrow. I'm off my phone. So you still do like days where you like put your phone down and you're like, I'm doing a me day or whatever. And I just love that. So um, I did that once, just once. (laughs) Maybe I need to do it again. All right, so the next recommendation I have is The Leaving Season by Kat Jordan. I read this, I think, in like 2016, so it's been a while. But this is the time of year when everyone graduates high school, packs up their brand new suitcases, and leaves home for the first time. It happens every late August, so I thought that this would be like the perfect book to recommend. Um, But this year, Mitty's boyfriend, Nate, is the one leaving. Nate, who's so perfect that she can barely believe it. Nate, who makes her better than she is on her own. Nate, who's promised to come back once he's finished his gap year volunteering in Central America. When he does, it will be time for Mitty to leave too, with him. But then tragedy strikes and Mitty's whole world is set spinning. No one seems to understand just how lost she is, except for Nate's best friend, Lee. He liked that one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next one is an emotional childhood romance called Eleanor and Gray by Brittany C. Cherry. So these children, they had a romance, they drifted apart, and then reconnected in later years. Eleanor lost her mom to cancer and years later started working for her high school sweetheart, who also has dealt with tragic loss. I really liked this book because it's slow. I, I think I like slow burn romance a lot. Yeah. Um, I also love like emotional. Um, so I did cry a lot. I loved the chemistry that the characters had. But I also was like laughing at like Eleanor's personality and her parents. Oh my gosh. Like her parents were so funny. But I, I was like devastated. I was literally devastated Aww. at this book. But <laughs> yeah, I actually have a spoiler vlog for it. It's way back like pfft two years ago but I can try and link it in the show notes if you're interested but it's really 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 good I highly recommend reading it and to me like emotional romances I don't know it's just perfect for spring yeah get lost in another romance love it another thing that I like to read in the springtime I think just because of the longer days it starts getting warmer I think about road trips Um, so two road trip books that are quite different from one another we have Amy and Roger's Epic Detour by Morgan Matson. it's a contemporary YA story about Amy Curry and her mother has decided to move across the country and she needs Amy to get their car from California to Connecticut but ever since um, Amy's father died she hasn't been able to get behind the wheel and drive so she basically a 19 year old son of an old family friend Roger um, turns out to be the person that's going to ride with her get you know their car from California to Connecticut and I like this because it has like pictures and little stops along the way and stuff like that so it's not really about just getting from California to Connecticut it's all these stops along the way that they make so it was really cute I read I read it like a long time ago though Um, but I remember really enjoying it and another one that is a road trip story that I'm trying to convince Jacqueline to read so I'll mention it whenever I can (laughs) is he started it by Samantha Downing which is an adult mystery thriller about um, siblings that haven't been together in years um, and there's reasons why that you'll find out in the process of reading the story but their wealthy grandfather dies and leaves a cryptic final message in his wake the siblings and their prospective partners must come together for a cross-country road trip um, to fulfill his final wish and then they can secure their inheritance Um, so they took the same trip when they were younger and you find out things about that happened on the trip then and now you're taking it now and that's where like the thriller because things stop start happening you know like things that you wouldn't expect and stuff like that so 
liked that one. Nice. And yeah, my last recommendation, if you're looking for a series, highly, highly, highly recommend the Brown Sister series by Talia Hibbert, um, which includes Get a Life, Chloe Brown, Take a Hint, Danny Brown, and Actor Ave Eve Brown, which again is the book that I'm currently reading. Um, it just came out um, in March. And these are just great rom-coms with deeper issues at the core. And each one follows one of the three quirky sisters who secure their own happily ever after. So if you're looking for a romance, but maybe you wanna kind of stick in the same world with the same people for a while, highly recommend this <laughs> all right Jacqueline moving ahead into the week and just looking ahead into springtime what have you got going on I know work yes. but maybe some other things well good news about work I actually will have a spring break Yay! yeah so from like April I think it's like 16th through the 22nd or something like that I'm taking nice. the whole week off good for you Yes. Yeah, because we actually kind of had a choice. Like, my boss asked, and I was like, I'm taking off. Yes, I'm taking <laughs> off. Heck yeah, like, buddy. You don't, you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> You're yep. like, option? Yes, I'll take it off. Yep. I was like, well, you don't need good. me? See ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking off for that time. Um, my sister actually is due April 10th, and so I, I'm going to be coming to visit her and you, because you guys live Yay! in the same area, um, and to help out with her, like, newborn baby and stuff, which will be – Really, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for that. I want to do, like, a reading vlog for that. You know, I'm, I'll be driving so I can, like, listen to a good audiobook. Maybe I can listen to a road trip one, you know, going, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit, hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited for that. I also pulled out my bike. I think I'm nice. going to use it tomorrow before work. I'm meeting up with a friend for, like, coffee, and we're going to, like, sit out at a little park because she has a little boy that could play. Um, so I think I'm going to ride my bike there oh nice yeah, which is gonna be like super just springy and like nice like yeah so I'm really excited for that I have my um next infertility appointment um coming this Thursday so I hope everything goes well with yes. that and by the next episode I'll probably actually have like an update like we'll have like our final verdict of like what's going on with that um and yeah that's like all I really have planned right now like I'm really yeah. just like enjoying the sun now and mm -hmm. the warm weather I've been you know trying to in the mornings the sun kind of shines in our back bedroom and we have a back door there so I've been opening the door and I can just like sit on the carpet and the sun literally just shines right on me and I've been like journaling and it's just been I've been trying to keep up with my productivity but also just kind of like enjoy like what I was saying yeah, earlier just trying to bit. enjoy yeah like the season and being like okay instead of being you know oh obviously I can't wait to be off of work um <laughs> I also want to enjoy the spring like I want to enjoy before the weather yeah. gets too hot um and I've been doing um some fasting in order to like help my digestive system like get a break and stuff and so I've been dropping a little bit of weight which is really great I'm like excited for the summer I've just been feeling a lot better because with the fasting, it gives me, like, mental clarity and also, like, it just yeah. gives my digestive system a break. Like, guys, you just don't even know how much bloating <laughs> uh, is not fun. Um, but, yeah, I've just been feeling, like, very motivated, very great, actually. I've been in a good mood this week, so. Yeah, I think ever since spring hit, I have been a little bit more, you know, 
excited about family, like excited about life again because yeah. I just am not a cold weather person. I know. I same. like the sunshine. I like being able to open up my windows. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, it's lighter, longer. Yeah. I just love that. But I want to hop back onto something that I talked about in our last episode. And I talked about like this huge, like dark place I was in because of my back pain and my allergies and stuff like that. So I just wanted to update you guys. I didn't want to leave you in the dark. Um, so slowly but surely my back pain is diminishing with the help of my husband and my chiropractor. My husband has been a trooper. I'm like, I need you to rub it again and again and again. (laughs) And he also is like, have you taken your pain medications? Have we put on a lidocaine patch? So he's just been like making sure I'm doing all things. Are you drinking enough water? Like all of those things. Now my allergies are another story. So I went to my allergist a couple of weeks ago by the time this episode will air and I had a full panel allergy test And in case you don't know what that means, I was injected more than 100 times with micro doses of things to see if I was allergic to them or if I showed sensitivity to them. So 55 shots were split between my forearms. So they did like um, the positive and the negative and then 25 on one or whatever and then the rest on the other arm. And then they did the same amount of shots on my upper arms. And I actually sent pictures of all this to Jacqueline. I'm like, look what I'm dealing with right now. And I was, I was at my allergist for like three hours. So it wasn't like a short visit. Um, So not exactly what I would consider a fun time, but the reason why I went forward with doing it is they can give you the results in the same day. Mm -hmm. And I have had tests before where they put these like patches on your back and you have to like wear them for like however many days and then you have to go back and they are extremely itchy and you can't shower and it's just like a big old pain. So I was like, okay, just give me the shots. Like, let's just do this. So turns out I'm allergic to dust mites and two types of grass, Bermuda and Johnson grass, on top of the ragweed, which I already knew I was allergic to. Sadly, however, my new allergies don't have oral medications. And the only way to like, I guess, get relief from the dust mites, Bermuda grass and Johnson grass Mm -hmm. is to get um, allergy shots. And I declined that because that's a huge commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, Allergy shots, if you were to start like your very first dose or whatever, it's weekly shots for six months. Weekly. So like if you're working, imagine having to take off once a week for six months to go get a shot and then bi-weekly after that for five or more years. What? Years? Years. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's probably also me- expensive. I mean, yeah. And like, who knows? Like, some your insurance might cover, some maybe not. And even yeah. if you have to copay, that stuff adds up weekly. It sure does. Like, are you kidding me right now? Um, so, yeah. So, I declined that for the time being. I was mm. like, no, we're not going to go the allergy shot route. I'm just going to deal with the blisters. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. Um, So in the meantime, my doctor told me to wear long sleeves and to avoid going outside as much as possible and take antihistamines. I was like, so you have to wear long sleeves and not go outside in the spring and the summer. What? Yeah, so that's not happening, guys. So in the meantime, I'm just dealing with new blisters all the time, and it's okay. And I itch them, and they're. But the good news is, is that I go back at the end of this month 
April 30th for my first dose of my ragweed pill. Mm-hmm. And I take that all summer to like um, like early fall. And um, I think actually that pill is going to clear up a lot of this mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, yeah. So I just have a couple, you know, like a month to a week to go. And then hopefully I'll start getting some relief. Yeah, so. I hope you do. You've definitely, you've had it rough. <laughs> <laughs> like... You've been falling apart, Gwen. You can't. Stop falling apart. Jack is like, like, are you going to be alive when I come? I'm like, like, will I actually be able to see you in a couple weeks? But my mood has definitely shifted. I did post a mental health update on my um, YouTube channel. And um, a lot of you guys reached out to me and left, like, super kind words and just encouragement. And, you know, like, let me know that I could talk to you. And I think, to me... I. I'm stuck in a rut when I'm internalizing it, Mm -hmm. but when I tell people and I put myself out there, that's what starts the healing process. And of course, that doesn't like fix my back, but talking about it and knowing that there's a plan of action, like I'm going to my chiropractor. We bought this like massager thing for my back. It's like this like... I don't know, weird massager thing that my husband uses on my back and taking, you know, like pain reliever, lidocaine patch, like all the things and Mm -hmm. knowing that, okay, I'm not getting relief from my allergies right now, but April 30th, I'm going to get my first dose and that relief is coming. I feel just like I was talking about with the infertility. There's a plan. Mm -hmm. I have a plan now and that's what half the battle is for me. So I appreciate all the kind words and stuff like that. So yeah. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Talk Bookish to Me. We shared some of our springtime reading recommendations, but we're curious to know what's on your spring TBR. Let us know and follow us on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast, or you can also email us at TalkBookishPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back every other Monday for more Bookish Talk. Come back and join us again in two weeks. Until next time, happy reading!